prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. Prime time. It's prime time. Prime time power show. Welcome to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. We're featured on the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Deezer apps. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. Apps are available in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. We're also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. We offer a radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. And we have arrived at show 380 of the Primetime Power Show. I want to thank you for joining us once again right here on Primetime Power Radio. But before we get started, let's give thanks to our supporter tonight, Tabor Services Incorporated. They offer services that assist children and families preparing for parenthood, engaging in the community, and assist individuals who are interested in being a resource foster parent. For more information, go visit their website at tabor.org. Once again, that's tabor.org. Also, you can call their Philadelphia office at 215-842-4800. The number again is 215-842-4800. You can contact the TCS recruiters, Sharon Williams and Dana Wallace, and they'll be happy to assist you in regards to the services that they offer. Also want to give Thanks to our sponsor tonight, Mayworks, working for your success. For professional websites, computer assistance, small business support, and more, visit Mayworks by visiting their website at mayworks.com to get all the details, the information, in regards to their services. If you're ready to be served, you can give them a call at 484-466-5460. The number again is 484-466-5460. By the way, I'm Derek May, along with Tiffany Joyner. No Dr. Christina Williams tonight. She's under the weather, so we hope she feels better, but she should be back next week. And we also have Reverend Dr. Leroy. Pimpleton on deck tonight. Coming up on the Primetime Power Show, first up is our segment, Uplift Today, and we're going to start the segment off tonight with our words of encouragement, which is always meant to uplift your spirit. Our scripture reference tonight, we're going to come out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, highlight verse 21. Once again, we're going to come out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21. I want to encourage those out there, grab your Bible, read along with me on the other side. After the break, we're going to start that segment. Our second segment of the evening, The Coaching Campaign with Tiffany Joyner. The topic tonight is remaining committed to our purpose, and in the third slot tonight we're going to move up the place of decision with reverend dr leroy pendleton the topic tonight is a way out of trouble and if time permits after that segment if we still have some time i'm going to come back and i'm going to share practical and spiritual tips for letting go of unhealthy attachments so that's what's coming up on the primetime power show as i mentioned a lot of ways you can check out the program tune in rail line rail deck and these are apps just simply search for primetime power radio add us as a favorite that'll have you locked in and you'll be able to listen to us each and every week on primetime power radio we're also streaming on primetimepowershow.com as well as primetimepowerradio.com. So what we're going to do at this time, we'll take a break right here on the Primetime Power Show. Coming up on the other side, we're going to get started with the show tonight. Our first segment, Uplift Today, Words of Encouragement, coming up right here live on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. Welcome everyone to the Primetime Power Show. Radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. I'm Derek May. Good evening, everyone. This is Tiffany Joyner. This is Dr. Christina Williams. Your friend Pastor Pan. 
featuring segment, Uplift Today with Derek May. God is still going to be there, and he's going to deliver. He's going to be able to assist in obtaining that victory over anything that tries to overcast on us. So when the world appears to be collapsing on us, guess what God says anyhow? He said that I'm still going to be that protector. I'm still going to be the shield that you need. So when people attempt to set you up for a downfall, God says, I have a hold of you, a firm grip, and I will place you on high ground away from the trap and locked target of the predator. Featuring segment, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Joyner. Larger chains and events that are often oblivious or not interested in making connections or establishing relationships with those that live there. Whereas small business owners, oftentimes they know you. They want to have a relationship with you. They want you to come back and, of course, patronize them. But they're more interested in establishing those relationships with the people who live in those communities. And so those large chains, as I mentioned, they're not interested in the greater needs of the smaller communities. Um, What they do is they drive out smaller mom-and-pop stores because they can buy items in bulk and then they can charge lower prices. They're interested in the money they can pull from the community as opposed to the connections and the relationships. Featuring this segment from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams. From this woman's perspective, is that our eye is always on financial things. It's always on how much money can we give to individuals or organizations to fix the problems. Well, it's been decades, it's been centuries, it's been a lifetime, and we're still in the perplexed place where we were years and years ago. So the money did not do it. You know what did it? It did the dependency, the independence, and the interdependency of people. Featuring the segment, The Place of Decision, with Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Right there, for His mercy endures forever. What an introduction to give praise to God. And so the psalmist even says, God is worthy of our praise. And oh, means, you know, it's emphatic that, let me draw your attention, let me emphasize this, that we are to give. So, you know, when we say, oh, give thanks, that means emphasize, let's give thanks to the Lord, for He alone is good. We are the Primetime Power Show. Thank you for joining us tonight. Is it time for you to bring in technical support to assist in what you're trying to accomplish? Are you in the need of professional services that support web, computer, and business services? MayWork since 2000 has offered a variety of help and assistance that can partner with you to bring what you possess to full form. Need a professional website with ongoing maintenance support? Yes, we can do that. Do you have a business that needs proper branding and exposure on social media? Do you have related issues dealing with computers and technology in general? Find a true solution to all your issues and let the MayWorks team become the service provider of choice to assist in your IT and business related needs. Learn more about MayWorks by visiting our website, MayWorks.com, or give us a call at 484-466-5460. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. MayWorks, working for your success. now listening to primetime power radio radio that uplifts inspires encourages and informs 
The Primetime Power Show can be heard on many different platforms via podcasts such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many platforms that support the podcast feature. Just search for Primetime Power Show, add us as a favorite, and you'll receive a notification each and every time that the Primetime Power Show adds new content via podcast. So check out the Primetime Power Show via podcast today. Primetime Power Radio offers talk, inspirational music, and more. Are you looking for a platform to share your content? Consider Primetime Power Radio as an option for radio shows and recorded media to share, such as podcasts and more. Primetime Power Radio has slots available to choose from to secure the best day and time and offers you an extended audience to give you the exposure and avenue to be heard. Primetime Power Radio is available on many platforms such as TuneIn, RadioLine, RadioDeck, and Deezer apps. Just simply search for Primetime Power Radio and we're ready to be listened to. The radio station also streams on Primetime PowerRadio.com. Advertising options are also available that you can take advantage of. Learn more about Primetime Power Radio at PrimetimePowerRadio.com or email your inquiry to info at PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Primetime Power Radio, radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. I want to thank you for being a part of the broadcast again, show 380 of the Primetime Power Show. Before we get started, just want to let you know if you're interested in being a show guest, you want to advertise with Primetime Power Show, or if you want to learn about more about our radio personalities, listen to our previous content, you can simply go to our official show website, primetimepowershow.com. If you're interested in being a guest, just go to our contact page, complete the form, make sure you select the option of be a show guest and give us as much detailed information as possible in regards to who you are and what you do and also the topic area that you would like to discuss on the primetime power show and we will be happy to accommodate you we'll receive that information and we'll respond and follow up accordingly so i just wanted to put that out there in case you have interest and we get questions from time to time in relation to how they can be a part of the program that's the way that you can do that all the info all the details on primetimepowershow.com okay that's it for my personal public service announcement what we're going to do we're going to start the show tonight with our first segment uplift today with our words of encouragement as i mentioned right before the break we're going to come out of the book of proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 for our scripture reference tonight once again we're going to come out of the book of proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 and as i usually like to do each and every week i like to read two versions of the word tonight we're going to come from the new king james version as well as the new living translation so let's get started in the book of proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 new king james version reads death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit the new living translation says it like this according to the book of proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 it says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. If you ever really had a chance to read that entire chapter of Proverbs 18, that piece that I just referenced, I'm talking about the whole chapter. You'll notice that part of that chapter, it has the theme that centers around what happens when things come out of our mouth verbally and the effect that it can have on a man. So we're talking about tonight, the power of the tongue. We've heard it described in so many ways. It's been quoted. It's been noted. Someone wrote it even on a 
sticker before and put it up on their wall just so they can try to remember what to do and what not to do. But the reality is, is that we either understand what it's telling us and accept its precautions or others, unfortunately, are still extremely reckless with that tongue, with that mouth. Because unfortunately, some people have no self-control, just a vicious release of anger that comes from them. And it's intentional delivery of really providing some verbal carnage. And I've witnessed personally countless times in my life just interacting with people throughout my timeline that for some people, it doesn't even really take much for them to really go off and explode. I'm talking about a full-fledged cussing frenzy and they will use all the profane options that they know even better than their normal words. It seems like they know better the bad words and they'll come with that venom and they'll come with that power of literally feeling like 20 Cobras ready to strike a shock prey. But the word here does tell us and it emphasizes just how potent our mouths can be. Unfortunately, some of us still will ignore it. Some of us will still blatantly won't accept that wisdom, won't accept the warning, and still will use the mouth as one of the most lethal weapons in their arsenal and with the intention to disrespect, to demean, and to try to attempt to completely tear somebody down. And this is a reality, right? This is real. Many have been victims of this, or let's face it, we have been the giver of what we say is speaking our mind. So that's how we try to camouflage it. Or we say, oh no, I'm just simply defending myself, but we're doing it by any mean way necessary. Very interesting, something to think about. But think about why do we do it? What's the real deal with it? Is it really a thing that's spirit led or is it something that we want to just project and give off? We want to state a statement. Is it led by really the mission to try to destruct and destroy something? To make the other person appear that this is simply flat out wrong, that they're worthless and even put them on the spot and make them feel embarrassed by what that slick and sneaky covering trying to mask our issues and flaws that we have on our own because we want to put the attention on somebody else so we'll use our mouth and get loud and we'll get aggressive to try to make the other person look like they're the one at fault. Unfortunately, we live in a time now that saying anything that we want, however we want to say it, say it whenever we want to say it, that's nowadays considered like we're being upfront, like we're just being straight up, like we're just being honest. Only until it offends enough people, that's when we want to cancel somebody, that's when we want to correct after the fact though. But there's so many times, we've seen examples, just think about the past couple years alone, we've seen many public figures been put on the spot, we've seen people in our very own circles where what we say has some very damaging effects that has ruined and destroyed the reputation or has really altered the lives of the receiver of the sound breaking rage that they give off. And you know, one of the biggest culprits I believe is when we're angry and we allow our internal temperature to rise up so high and get to boiling extreme levels that nothing at that point can calm us down. Nothing can extinguish the rise of now of that slay slashing tongue that now looks to flare up so great and become so big and so mighty and have the effect of a burning widespread combustible force that has almost endless radius of now damaging just like how a forest fire does a whole big surrounding. And it's a tragic moment when you think about it when there is a person that is at no point of being restrained anymore that there is now no concern of how detrimental that post effect is going to be because now our feelings are at a level or at a state or at a place when we are now ready to totally unleash on somebody and rampage whoever was in the range of the engulfing of the lethal tongue that I'm talking about tonight. But you know, in the same chapter, Proverbs 18 and verse seven, early on, it says that a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. So how about this scenario as well? We talked about one instance, the, the nasty person, the aggressive person, the mean person, person just has no regard for anybody else. But how about the self-infliction thing? How about this one? How about 
about the one that speaks nothing but doubt all the time? How about the one that's always speaking negativity? How about the one that says nothing but things of hopelessness about themselves? And then they're the complainers all the time about what is not right, what somebody said or what somebody else did in their particular version because they only see it in their tunnel small way, which more times than not probably don't have the total truth in it. And how they always are the victim of life and circumstances all the time. So also what they do, unfortunately, they cast down their hope every single time they open their mouth and also they verbalize bad results ahead of time without even giving life a chance to see what's next or what is to come for and never really giving themselves a chance to speak that life but instead they rather refer to the outward expressions of dissatisfaction with everything that takes place in their life and everything that surrounds them and sometimes unfortunately they'll even complain about the lack of family and the lack of friends that want to be around them that want to hang with them but they don't even realize that they're doom and gloom mood all the time and that their outlook on life has now created nothing but forming this wall that the majority prefers to really stay on the opposite of far far away from them and yet this is yet another instance where we want to say can deliver a present and a future that will potentially get us isolated and that we'll find ourselves being really alone and nobody is really feeling us nobody is really liking us nobody wants to be associated with us because of the cloudy atmosphere that we always create if we are that type of individual so because of that there's not going to be any progress there's just going to be constant setbacks there's not going to be any advancement that we can vividly see and notice and the reality of it is when it's in us isn't giving us anything fruitful to speak about that's what we're going to continuously put out in the atmosphere and now it's going to not only affect others by not wanting to be affiliated with us but we're going to find ourselves being in a state of possible being depressed and being down and starting to think about life in a not so good way so this is certainly not a position that we should put ourselves in that we should all of a sudden decide to be comfortable in and be content with it because we want this wisdom that we raised up tonight of what the word says we want that to be able to ignite us so that we can now resist the things we're doing that are no longer penalizing our way of living we can actually condemn ourselves and we don't want to be in that position any longer so i want to encourage those out there if you found yourself in either of these categories we're not judging we're not stating anything to try to put you on the spot but it's all about recognition and it's all about reshifting so you can get to the better position because the word has clearly said to us the effect that it's going to have when we use our tongue in a manner that is not going to be lifting us up in any way shape or form so i wanted to share some things tonight we'll, we'll tap into three things that i wanted to raise up tonight the first thing that we got to get and we really got to know is that tongue control is a necessary skill that we have to master it can't be looked at a thing like it's an optional thing for us because just think about it think about the times in your life when you just said way too much out of your mouth what was the typical result of it think about that was it favorable probably not did the person want to now all of a sudden respond to you with hugs and kisses and and be your best buddy your best friend probably not they probably wanted to flee and run and get to the next place far far away from you as quick as possible did they look at you after you did that to them with so much love or did you get that stare y'all know that stare that i'm talking about that make you feel like you might have some dr trouble drawing near your face i'm talking about when altercation starts to load up because now you went way too far you went way out of line or did they respond with a look of shock disappointment and really had some genuine hurt because they didn't think they would receive something so nasty from you coming out of you from a verbal perspective so being mindful where our emotional state is that's so critical to begin to now start mastering what i'm calling this tongue control that we need to have 
So if we know we are in a mode of feeling angry, we're rising up, like I talked about the temperature, we're flaring up, we're ready to attack verbally, more than ready to engage in what I like to call some argument warfare now, we're ready to do it. That's probably a very vivid sign that we may need to retreat. We may need to get away. We may need to escape to allow ourselves an opportunity to calm down and get our composure again. Because sometimes that moment when it happens is not the time to do anything at all. Taking that time to really understand, say, hey, okay, I got to know what really pushed my buttons. What things or people get us want to go when people want to get us out of control with our tongue. You know, all of those information when we assess, when we start to feel like that's going to rise up and something's going to come out of us, that's valuable intel that we can use. So now we can try to alter the way that we react and respond and we don't put ourselves in a position of releasing something that's going to have some substantial damaging effects. And we can't ignore those obvious moments and we know when we get to those places when correction is literally trying to show up and trying to show us our faults and our thinking and how we react and respond. And the worst results at times, if you think about it, can be learning something after the fact when destruction has always brought things to ruin. Now, even though we realize what we have done wrong and, and been a very erroneous about, now, in some cases, it's not repairable. It's too late. So it's important for us tonight to just take notice of ourselves and who we are, see the areas where we can be better, and then apply it and say, hey, I need to do it differently. And I need to make sure that I'm delivering my best side so that whatever comes out of me, it doesn't harm anymore. It doesn't sever anything. It doesn't eliminate our best connections or even affect our own destiny because it's not just others all the time. We can even alter ourselves. So we got to take the time to understand that this is an important skill and we got to find the right skills and find the right ways to say, hey, I'm going to have the control to be able to tame my tongue accordingly. And if it requires some counseling, I'm going to be honest with y'all, seek it out. Seek that professional assistance out if it's needed. And let me tell you, every single time when you're trying to improve better yourself and change your ways so that you have a positive outlook in the present and the future, it's always going to be a worthy investment in your life because it's all about a better you. And if you think about a better you, that thing is always priceless. So the next thing I want to raise up is this, is that what we say out, we can never grab it back and get a do-over. So I'm going to say that one more time. What we say out, we can never grab it back and get a do-over. But if we only could, right? That probably would be considered one of the greatest adventures of all time if we can kind of get it out there and then we can pull it back. So many things that got broke because of our mouths and what we said maybe could be fixed if we only didn't say those dagger things that really punctured another individual. But the harsh reality is, let's, let's be honest, let's keep it real, is that it doesn't even work like that at all. We have no way of doing that because what we say, our words, whether it's our tone, whether it's our facial expressions, the looks that we give people and the pointing of the finger. And let me tell you, some fingers say things a little more direct than others. And I know y'all know which one I'm talking about. So all of those things, and especially when all are used in collective and at the same time has historically destroyed family bonds, has messed up relationships, has ruined friendships. And even this part, grudges after the fact now are held on so long, people forget about what they was even mad about, but they still justify it because they remember something of offense happened. So now they decide to stay mad because for us, unfortunately, it was more selfishly important for us to take that shot instead of remaining peaceful, instead of remaining respectful, which more times than not, if you think about it, if we go on that side, most of the time diffuses that high level tension, that situation that started to rise up if we would have conducted ourselves accordingly. So before we take the safety off, right, before we load that clip, before we aim that target, maybe we just want to consider tonight what the weapon of tongue can do and really think about, is it really worth shooting that shot tonight? Is it really 
really worth coming at somebody like that because just like a gun unfortunately after we pull that trigger anything after that we lose complete control over and we got to keep that in mind and the story usually of that aftermath after it happens it becomes life-changing and i'm talking about not in a good way unfortunately so the key here is let us refrain from the urge to deploy our venomous tongue and let us always remember there is no rewind to life it's not and what is played is going to be permanently recorded and those memories will never truly fade away even if someone extends you forgiveness they're going to still remember what happened and then the last thing i want to raise up is this is about how we say things so let our tone be sound and let it be sweet so let our tone and let the sound of it be sweet doesn't things like thank you you're welcome have a good day sounds so much more pleasant it makes us feel appreciated it makes us feel respected it makes us feel like we've been noticed in a favorable level and it's not a coincidence that we get a better response when our delivery has intentions that are saturated in kindness so now i do understand the aspect that you know in human relations sometimes we won't agree but in not seeing eye to eye it doesn't mean we have to insult somebody it doesn't mean we have to talk about them later to somebody else or just be straight up stubborn and declare that the friendship is over and now we want to stomp away and we want to do it in dramatic fashion and be all extra and just to get that good exit sound y'all know that sound with somebody walking away some people are so good at walking around and stomping you can still hear their steps even if they're on the third floor y'all know what i'm talking about and that's not a stop kurt franklin was talking about so just so y'all know but instead of getting so offended tonight so revved up we can stay in the mode of just simply talking and always having a goal having a mindset and letting people know that hey i want to have a conversation I want to do it in a civil manner. I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way instead of being so offended about it, so caught up about it. I want to have a goal that if we can talk, that we can do it at a level that both people can hear each other, not shouting, not being extra aggressive. But the goal is to get a better understanding and hopefully be at the end of a mutual intention of being able to now move on with no ill feelings and making sure that they don't linger as well. Because isn't it greater to just keep that harmony instead of letting harm hamper the fellowship how to greet, talk, say, and react. All those things has to keep a theme of loving kindness at all times. So the best rewards of life come from what? How we treat and what we say to people if you think about it. So surely we want to be spoken to in a certain manner as well. So whatever we give off, we got to understand we want the reciprocation of that. So let us tonight develop a method that says, hey, I come with love tonight. I come with right intentions. I come just with the right things because I want somebody to give that to me as well. And whatever I say, I want to make sure that whatever I receive verbally as well that it comes in the same theme in the same manner that I gave it out so let it flow out of our mouths and set the mode of having this parallel feeling of good returns so as I wrap up this words of encouragement understand that now right now is a great time more than ever to refuse to just simply self-detonate our lives and the tongue has been known to do a lot of that if you think about it to really understand that words are more than just sounds coming out of our mouth they're much more significant than that because it's greater than just having simple conversations sometimes their triggers are what's to come from in us so when we cast those lines out that we throw out and depending on what's referred or what we express or what we say we may get a catch that comes back that doesn't reward us but actually can harm and affect our lives and think about it i know the words when we say them they're invisible in the air as we release them but the return of it guess what it can manifest itself in so many ways that we can see and really feel you know in the book of colossians chapter 4 verse 6 referring to to the ESV version, English Standard Version, it says to us, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So what that tells us is that our give outs need to be intentionally kind. They need to be 
hopeful. They need to have some optimism. They need to be positive and they need to be stated in a good, sincere confidence as well. Because nothing we produce goes unrecorded. God sees every action. So man gets the onslaught of every sound that we say. So if it's coming in the way that we intended it from a negative and vicious manner, that's what's going to be delivered. Even the things we say to ourselves have effects as well as we noted. So in these days and times, we need to speak life more than ever. I mean, look at what's going on nowadays. There's so many challenges that have risen to heights that we've never ever seen before in our lifetimes. So we got to remember, we all will be on the receiving end of something. So how about we resist, you know, contributing, adding unfruitful chatter, and instead start to plant an endless field of seeds of devotions that deliver all the great things that God has to offer each and every one of us. Let us no longer get fooled by this world that makes it seem like being mean and being nasty and having this bully aggressive behavior, using our tongue, think that's the way that we can get our way and that we can get over on people. One verse alone has showed us tonight a fatal result that we can experience if we carry on recklessly in our lives with our tongue. Because we need to let our tongue speak in ways that pleases God and it also delivers a reaping of goodness to ourselves and not just for us, but for others as well. That's how powerful our tongue can be. So we want to use it in the most effective way that's going to be of good and not going to broadcast evil. So I wanted to read our scripture once again. That's going to do it for my segment. But we came out of the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. I'm going to read the New King James Version once again. It simply says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. I'll read the New Living Translation as well. Gives a little plainness and clarity. It simply says this, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So I want to encourage those out there. Everything isn't meant to be released. Everything isn't meant to be let out into the atmosphere. I know sometimes we may have some eternal feelings that we struggle with, but we want to be mindful. We want to be very careful. We want to understand the power that the tongue has and really take heed to what God is sharing with us tonight and understanding the great wisdom that it has. But make sure, like I say in anything, we don't want to just be hearers. We want to be doers as well. So that's going to do it for my segment tonight. What we're going to do is take a break on the Primetime Power Show. Coming up next is our next segment of the evening, The Coaching Preparing with Tiffany Joyner. Great topic coming up on the other side. You're listening to The Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio, and we'll be right back in a few moments. If you're looking for a way to gain exposure and ignite your brand while supporting programming that aims to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform, The Primetime Power Show offers advertising opportunities that range from audio commercials, web banner ads, show mentions, social media promotion, and much more. To learn more about the advertising offerings, go to PrimetimePowerShow.com and click the advertise link to access the page with all the details. You can also send your inquiry to advertise at PrimetimePowerShow.com as well. We even offer custom packages that can work for you. Consider teaming up with the Primetime Power Show by advertising today. Primetime Power Show is an online radio show that is broadcast weekly on Primetime Power Radio, streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com, PrimetimePowerRadio.com, the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Cloud Radio apps, and posted on other online media outlets that support podcasts and on Mixcloud. The views and opinions expressed by the different radio hosts and guests that we broadcast are not necessarily views or opinions of the Primetime Power Show, although we allow the freedom of speech and sharing views and opinions. We are an internet and online media-only radio show. Therefore, we are not governed by the FCC or any other agency 
proceeds so we're able to play music and discuss topics of our choosing. We respect and execute our programming accordingly and be mindful of others as our purpose is to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform. Please contact the Primetime Power Show via email at feedback at primetimepowershow.com or complete our contact form on primetimepowershow.com with any questions that you may have. Visit our official show website, primetimepowershow.com, for information about our show. Thank you for your understanding and support. And welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to transition to the next segment of the evening, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Joyner. Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone. This is Tiffany Joyner. And tonight, my segment is staying committed to our purpose. Well, what does that mean, this whole idea of staying committed to our purpose? Well, first, you must find out, obviously, what your purpose is. What have you been called on this earth to complete, to finish? And as Christians, we seek God first to direct us to what this may possibly be. And slowly but surely, he will reveal to us what our defined purpose on this earth is and how it can bring glory and honor to his kingdom. And once that is confirmed, how do we remain committed in that? How do we continue to walk in that purpose once it becomes part of who we are and part of our being? Well, for years, I never quite knew what my purpose was and was floundering through life, experimenting with different career paths. I mean, I worked in insurance. I worked at a record store one time. I was even a DJ at a roller rink at one point in my life, just kind of floundering, trying to find my niche, find where I belong. I was trying to find or hoping to find something or some place that I could be a blessing. And it wasn't until I became a teacher and through prayer did God speak to me about writing a play for the school's first dramatic production. And only then did I realize my purpose. Okay, so I was a teacher, okay, and I know that was part of the purpose, but it wasn't part of the bigger picture. There was something bigger with in being a teacher that I was called to do. And then, you know, I was always a reader and a lover of books and enjoyed creative writing in school. And my mother was always a strong advocate of this gift of writing, but I never saw its power until I, again, wrote that play in 2006. And God's voice was was quite clear, um, but I didn't hear it until I sought him out through prayer and asked him for direction. And as I mentioned earlier, this is the first step in understanding your purpose by seeking him first. And then once this play was finished, I remained committed to that purpose by creating Creating a Christian writers group. And this was a strong component in assisting me with being consistent and accountable in that purpose. It was consistent because it kept me continually in a place where I was writing not only plays, but poetry, um, short fiction, okay, and things of that nature. And it, then it kept me accountable as I was in a group with other Christian writers who were also fulfilling their purpose. We encourage one another to continue to move forward with our writing projects and never lose sight of what God had given us to complete. But of course, there are challenges along the way. 
with remaining committed. Primary one being, of course, distractions. That's part of the challenge, right? Because life has its continual shifts and changes, and we can be redirected, we can get off path and sort of shift our focus or our purpose. We must be very careful in discerning what things or people are distractors in life and making the appropriate steps to move them when needed. It doesn't really sound pleasant. It doesn't, you know, it's not something that um, we want to do, but sometimes when you realize that if you're called to a particular purpose and that's what God has called you to do, you sometimes have to make those hard decisions by removing things and people from your life if they get in the way of that purpose. So what I'm going to do now is look at four examples of, of distractions and how distractions can come in many different forms, but I'm going to look at four specifically for that um, were challenges for me. The first one being double-minded. So with this, there can be moments when we're discussing discouraged in our purpose because things are not maybe going the way that we had planned it. And we then may be tempted to pursue something else. So for example, I worked in insurance for four or five years. And then when that wasn't going well, I dipped and dabbled in something else, right? Um, so I was splitting my time between insurance and then other things, but never getting grounded. Okay, so I was splitting my time and my energy between several areas. And that put me in a place where um, it was taking off the focus from me pursuing that purpose and me being able to seek God's direction because I was into so many different things. I was double-minded. And so because of that, we are no longer giving our time to our calling, which can be detrimental to the longevity and power of our purpose. Because I was being pulled in the direction of insurance, um, I was, you know, involved so heavily in that, that I wasn't giving, again, my true focus to what I really needed to be doing. I needed to be pursuing God to find out what that purpose was. And because I was, again, into, involved in so many different things, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't able to be committed. The second distractor, outside influences. So with this, we are encouraged by others to utilize the power in, or the purpose in ways that are contrary to the initial plan that God intended. So for example, with my plays, primarily my plays had a Christian meaning or focus or lesson to them. And then I had people who were trying to pull me from that to write more secular plays. And again, that was contrary to God's purpose in me writing. Purpose was for me to reach other um, Christians or to reach out to those who needed that message. And by writing on secular topics, that was not part of the purpose. But again, I had people who wanted me to write on secular topics because that would draw in money and that would draw in particular people. But that, again, was not part of the purpose. And again, the, we have to be mindful of these outside influences that try to bring us away from the purpose, contrary to what God wanted us to do. Okay. Or the thing with these influences, they can consume our time with things that take us away from what we should be doing. So again, being influenced by people wanting us to do other things, taking us from that time that we need to commit to write, to write the, the plays that God wants us to write. The third thing, the third distractor, self-doubt. And I fight with this a lot, and I'm sure many of us do when uh, with our purpose. When we wonder whether we're able or even worthy of pursuing this purpose, whatever that may be. Because there was one time when I was first getting ready to write that play in 2006 that I, I didn't, I wasn't convinced that I could do it. I kept on going through all of these catalogs and trying to find other people's plays and other people's ideas of what maybe the school could produce. But when I prayed to God about it, I clearly 
heard him say, you write it. And every time I looked in the catalog to try to find another play, I could never find anything that met the mission of what the school wanted because I was supposed to write it. That was my purpose. And I needed to remain committed in it. But oftentimes, as I said, we're doubtful. Um, we may see that it's something that is out of our reach and it's insurmountable to attain because again, we're doubting ourselves and whether we're worthy or not, whether we're capable or not. But like I said earlier, if God has called us to that purpose, we are worthy. That is our purpose. And he'll give us and equip us with everything that we need to do so that we can accomplish it. Okay. And then um, sometimes that self-doubt, going back to that, uh, it may also call for resources that we, that we may not have at that time. For example, money. The school that I was working for didn't have a whole lot of money. And um, the because of that, I had to be mindful when I was sifting through the catalogs. A lot of these plays wanted royalties for their productions, and the school did not have lots of money. However, if I wrote it, they would not be obligated to, to pay for royalties because, again, I wasn't going to charge them for that. So, again, sometimes with this self-doubt, we're, again, looking at different resources and things that we might not have, but when he gives us that purpose that calling. He equips us with everything that we need in order to accomplish it. And the fourth distractor is time. With everything else going on in our lives, we may find it difficult to pursue because of the time constraints that we may feel. And by the time we actually get to it, um, our purpose, we just don't, or pursuing that purpose, we just don't have the energy in our day to do another thing. I know as being an educator, oftentimes it's hard for me to, to remain um, committed to my purpose, which is, you know, to write and continue to be on task with that. Because by the time four o'clock comes, I work eight to four. And by the time four o'clock hits, I'm exhausted. I don't feel like doing much of anything but just vegging out um, in front of the TV or listening to music. Um, and it becomes a challenge. So time, of course, can be one of those distractors that make it a challenge for us to remain committed in that purpose. And when we come back from break, um, I'll discuss how we can tackle these hurdles and meet success. And we'll be right back on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. Primetime Power Show is available on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out content that features exclusive guest interviews, full shows, segments, our support offerings, and much more. To find us, just go to YouTube.com and search for Primetime Power Power Show or visit PrimetimePowerShow.com and click on the YouTube social media badge to go directly to the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and show your support for the Primetime Power Show. We appreciate your listenership and patronage. You are now listening to the Primetime Power Show featured on the TuneIn, Radio Line, and Radio Deck apps. Also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com and PrimetimePowerRadio.com featuring talk, inspirational music, and more right here on Primetime Power Radio. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. This time, we're going to resume the segment, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Joyner. Okay, we are back. So what I want to look at now in this portion is I want to look at how we can tackle 
the hurdles and the obstacles that may get in the way of being committed to our purpose. So how do we tackle these things? So I, what I've done is I've looked at five steps that we can put into practice on how we can overcome the hurdles and remain committed to our purpose. The first step or the first, first way we can do this is setting boundaries. And what that means is we're letting people know, letting these friends, letting family and colleagues, we letting them know the designated times or places that we need to be to be committed to that purpose. For example, um, being a writer, I've selected places and times where I need to write and I allot this time so I can commit to it, commit to that creative period where I can sit and be again committed to my purpose. And I ask people in my circle, my inner circle to respect that place and time and to be mindful of possibly, let's say if I'm in the same household with them, being mindful of the noise levels or um, tasks or things that they may need me to do at that particular time. So again, just setting those boundaries. The second thing is implementing steps. And what does that mean? That means writing down the steps and the process of, and the purpose and everything that it entails. So whatever that purpose is that you're being committed to, again, I always go back to writing, um, writing down the steps, writing down what you need to do in order to be committed to that process or what you need to do for that particular day. Let's say you're writing a script. Let's say you're writing a story, writing down what you need to put in place so that you can be committed to that story, to the process of completing it. And this serves as a guide and a framework so in its completion to allow you to get through that process. For me, I've always been a student of pen and paper. I know some people use technology, tablets, note, you know, note take for note taking, but I am faithful with the pen and paper. Um, wherever I go, I make sure I have those things with me. So um, again, I'm always writing down things that I need to help me and being committed to that purpose, to committing to that story, that poem, that, that play. Uh, again, like I said, I always keep it close by. The third um, thing that I use in helping me to remain committed to my purpose is creating a realistic timeline. And you know what that means. For most, for most people, you know your life. You set daily, weekly, and monthly goals. And by doing this, you're managing the purpose in small portions, which prevents the feeling of overwhelm, right? You can also share this with family and friends as well, not only to make them aware of what you need to do to remain committed to that purpose and your schedule, but so that they can be a cheerleader for you, that they can cheer you on. They can see what the, t the timeline that you've set. They can see what you're trying to do daily, monthly, weekly. And they can, again, know what you're doing, okay? That's a part of setting the boundaries. They know what, you know, where you're going to be and what you're doing. And they understand that. But you're also, again, there also can be a cheerleader for you when you meet those goals and staying committed to your purpose. The fourth thing is an accountability partner. And in that you attempt to find someone else that desires to remain committed in their purpose. Someone who walks alongside you as well. And you're working to, together to ensure that you're both remaining committed to that purpose that you've been called to. And you cheer each other on when you meet a victory along the journey. Um, I have a girlfriend of uh, mine and what we're doing is we're meeting like twice a month now because we're now both small business owners. And what we do is we write down, we meet like two Saturdays a month and we write down the things that we're accomplishing and what we still need to do. 
group. And when we meet, next time we meet, we say, you know, did you do this or did you do that? What's on your checklist? Did you com- did you commit to this? And it really having that accountability partner, someone who's like-minded, someone who is also interested in being committed to their purpose. It's priceless. The fifth and final um, area, the main one to help you get over all of these hurdles and obstacles and remaining committed to your purpose is prayer. Um, let's not forget that God was the one who instilled us with this purpose. So remaining consistent in prayer puts us in position to hear his direction and heed his wisdom. And I know that as we get older, it is really vital that we even stay more on task with our purpose, right? Because there are so many people that are counting on us with this purpose. There are so many lives that we're, we're put here to touch, to, to minister to. So, um, Again, just being committed to that purpose, realizing um, when you're up against those challenges, but also understanding how you can overcome them. So important. So, Derek, what do you do to remain committed to your purpose? And I'm sure you already know what that is. (laughs) What do you put in place in your life to remain committed to that? My schedule is probably the primary thing that keeps me on track. Well, hopefully, you know, most of the time I'm pretty good. We all have our moments, I think, where we're like, eh, I'll do that tomorrow. But I, I try to set my schedule, particularly when I have some downtime. And I'm talking about every area, not just my business, but even in my personal things that I got to take care of. So that kind of keeps me on track. That kind of lets me know ahead of time, you know, what's ahead. And I plan a lot. I'm big on prep and, and planning. I, I don't like to wing things and be spontaneous, with things that I feel like if you have the necessary time to do it in advance to get it ready I like to you know seize those opportunities and take those moments and a lot of times I just like to get by myself get in front of my computer begin to formulate what I'm going to do and how I want to go about it making sure that I have all the details all the information make sure I'm as ready as possible to begin to deploy the plan that I want to go forth with I also understand now that I'm older now so I don't have that Lamborghini takeoff speed and everything anymore. There used to be a time where I was just zero to 60 and everything, but I'm understanding that I'm different now. Sometimes I don't want to just work all the time. I don't want to spend every single night working on something. I, I want to mix in some leisure time. I want to mix in some activities. Or like you said, just sometimes you just want to chill out and just relax. And I'm <laughs> learning that that kind of recharges my batteries too. I used yeah. to look at it as a negative. I'll be honest with you. I used to look at it like I'm wasting time. I could yeah. be doing something. And I put so much pressure on myself. I'm going to admit I'm still working on that a little bit, but I'm so much better than I used to be because I used to, particularly when I was younger, I used to think that I was just missing out on taking advantage of an opportunity if I didn't react all the time. Like if I didn't take every night to, you know, research something, to learn something, to to just work on something, I, I thought that I was falling behind. So I was putting this enormous, unnecessary pressure on me to be able to have these deliverables. And what happened is I was literally burning myself out. So I'm thinking just produce, 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 but then... You know, I'm doing so much, I started to get burned out and then it forced me to shut down. And sometimes it took me a a little bit to recover back again. So that time missed, it kind of evened out. So once I recognized that, I was like, you know what? I have to come up with a different way of going about how my flow, my way of doing things go forth. So over the years, I've modified, I tweak things. I try to automate things as much as possible if I can. And anything manual, I try to set up a template. So if I have to repeat the process, 
process, it'll be more, you know, more efficient going forth and just trying to streamline as much as possible. Just being smarter, as they say, and, and not working as harder. So those approaches that I've, I've taken, but I'm always open to do things differently, to integrate something that's going to make it better for me. But also I've learned that the balance is important as well, that I can't be so driven and so, so bent on just trying to do stuff all the time that, you know, I don't actually live my life from just the normal things. And I've learned to say, hey, you know what? I, I know what's on my plate. I, I know what I have to do. I know the challenges that are with it and the, and the time commitments. But I also got to remember that I have to set limits and deadlines and, and know when to stop and know when, you know what? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. My production has went down maybe 20, 30%. It's time to wrap it up. And I think all of those things, I, I've gotten to be better and more productive. And just for example, quickly for this show, I've done so many things that in the beginning, I it was so manual, but now, you know, I, I have a script and I have a flow, even just getting all the, the sounds and the decks and just the flow of how we do each and every segment transitions. Now I've streamlined it to a way where it doesn't take as many hours as it used to. So just things like that, just improvements that you can see those things that I've been able to implement and I think it's made me better. And it's also, uh, you know, allowed me to be a little bit more relaxed and, and not so much in a rush to try to get things done. And, and it alleviated a lot of things from my mind because I'm always thinking about things. So those are those are some of the things that I, I, I've personally done. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, you said over the years, um, the show has, I guess, become easier for you. Do you have a format? Like, do you start? I think I mentioned this um, a few weeks ago. Like, do you start like on Sunday getting ready for Thursday? Do you start like tonight? Will you start tonight getting ready for next Thursday? Like, I'm just curious. How yeah, do you? Yeah, that's a good question. So it used to be quite a marathon, the process of it, because I'm one of those type of individuals. If, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try to do it in excellence and within the maximum of my capabilities. So I used to work on a thing like every day. I, I'll be honest with you, especially early on when we were first trying to figure out who we are and how we wanted to show ourselves, so to speak. So now what I do, I actually, after this show, I have downtime and I try not to really uh, mess with anything until maybe Monday, you know, when I reach out to you guys, just saying, you know, deadlines for when the segments are due. So once you probably get that text, that's when I'm kind of back in the mode of, all right, it's showtime again. We're starting the process. I'm, you know, I'm duplicating the last template of the script. And then, you know, I'm doing a lot of edits and a lot of changes. The previous week, sound decks, I'm changing those. So I'm kind of getting things ready. And then also, you know, the social media, the website and the editing of files and things like that and gathering just things. So, you know, every week we can have some freshness to the show. So it usually starts in the beginning of the week. But I remember before it used to be like, I lived this thing and I said, okay, I got to figure this out. I got to make the process a bit more streamlined and I got to have better balance. And, you know, those are the things that I did. And, you know, I'm thankful for it because now I don't, I don't put extra pressure on myself because we don't realize how much added things we put on ourselves, especially when, you know, when you're driven, when you're motivated to accomplish and produce things, you, you know, you just want to get it done and you want to be thorough. You want to be complete and you want to give it a hundred percent. And I'm just a guy that's, I'm just like that. It's just something natural that once I'm involved in something, no one ever has to worry about me doing my part. I'm going to try to deliver the best way I can. So yeah, that, that's the things that I've done that changed and tweaked. Wow. Thank you so much, Derek, for sharing with me um, how you remain committed. And, I've, and I'm learning from you every week. I'm learning. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Look, I, it, look, it's been years in the making. So, you know, as we know, it takes a while to hone these things. But I mean, believe it or not, I'm still looking to make things better and tweak things. And honestly, as I get older, I'm just 
just trying to make things a bit easier on me and not, you know, have so much on my plate. So that's part of the motivation as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Derek. And um, thank you everyone out there for listening to staying committed to our purpose. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Excellent segment tonight. We appreciate your segment and your contribution. What we're going to do tonight, we're going to shift gears. No Christina Williams tonight, but we're going to have Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton come up with the next segment tonight, The Place of Decision. That's coming up on the other side. We're going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. A public service information message from Tabor Services Incorporated. Myths on becoming a resource parent, also known as a foster parent. I get paid to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not get paid to be a resource parent in the state of Pennsylvania. However, the child in your home receives a per diem check to ensure that all needs are met. I have to be married to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to be married. However, if you reside with a paramour in the home, they must complete the certification process with you. I have to own my own home to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to own a home to be a resource parent. However, you do have to be head of household with legal proof of residency. To learn more about Tabor Services Incorporated, you can call their Philadelphia PA office at 215-842-4800. That's 215-842-4800. You can also visit their website at tabor.org. to the primetime power show right here live on primetime power radio at this time we're going to transition to the next segment the place of decision with reverend dr leroy pendleton well good evening to our listening friend this is your friend pastor pan here on the final leg of the primetime power show and so i want to share with you tonight a, a few verses from the gospel of saint john chapter 15 and i'm going to be reading verses four through eight and i titled this message the source of your strength and so we'll get into it in just a second after you have the reading of our scriptures and it goes like this abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned but if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you will or what you desire and it shall be done for you and by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples and so here in this great passage of matter of fact you know what i'm going to do something a little bit different because i have uh bear with me a second i have a uh, let, let me go with this because i have another scripture that i want to tie in here in a second but what what i want to share with you is the fact that the bible gives us a great passageway in not only abiding but i'm going to give you another verse of scripture to go along with this that i really want to get the main focus on and so bear with me here as i read in psalm 40 verse 1 to 4 and it goes like this i waited patiently for the lord and he declined me and heard my cry he also
also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside the lie. So I'm, I'm going to make a little shift here. That's Psalm 40, verse 1 through 4, right? And and so what, what I want to do, I'm going to shift gears just for a second. And so what I want to do really, I, I, I feel that this is something uh, that really can encourage you as well as the other passage, but this one here as well. And, and I titled this one, A Way Out of Trouble. And I want to bring this because I really believe today we, we need a word of hope. We need a message from the Lord. We need a promise that will assure us that when trouble comes our way, there's a safe passage through trouble. And so I want to encourage you that God will provide a passage for you in your day of trouble. I believe that that people are still struggling with a lot of just COVID stress, economic stress, family issues, financial dilemma. I, I believe that people are struggling because we're in difficult times. If you listen to the news. I mean, we got, you know, taxes are being raised, different bills are being passed that if it doesn't affect you, they're affecting, they're going to affect our children down the road. And, and there's so much going on in our political climate. There is, you know, the threat of war looming over our heads and so many things dealing that we have to deal with from day to day. And I would just really believe that God wants us not to build our life around the climate of trouble and the things that are coming, but that we should focus on a key factor. Now, I said earlier, about abiding in Christ. And that is a part of what we need to do from day to day. We need to be in a constant place of fellowship. But I want to share something that the psalmist helped us with, even in his day, the King David gave us uh, some real words of encouragement because what we find here that this psalm that was written about uh, by David is very important. It's about trouble. And even though David doesn't go into a lot of detail about the nature of the trouble, but it was clear that it was really serious. He talked about a horrible pit, the miry clay, right? And, and he he gave us the concept or the, con- the issue of uh, or the idea of being in a hopeless situation and being helpless. And so I believe that there are a lot of people who can relate to that today because all of us have been in a situation that look helpless. And you've been in a situation where you just didn't know what the end was going to be. And, and you often wonder how this thing would work out. And so um, I, I just want to kind of shift this thing in this direction and try to leave you with something to encourage you that if you're going through some type of trouble, I want you to be encouraged tonight because God promises a way out. And so the psalmist, first of all, we want to look at what did King David do that made getting out of his difficulty so important for his day and for his life and for you and I in our modern society, in the modern church. And, you know, I believe that David knew what trouble was. Could you imagine being anointed as king. Now, remember, he was just a young fellow. And when when the prophet of God came to his house and he asked for his dad, you know, to bring out all of his boys. And he said, the Lord sent me to anoint one of your sons as king. And all of the kids, all the uh, the older boys were out except for David. And he says, no, none of these. He said, there's another one the Lord told me. And it was young David. But you know what happened after anointing him to be king? David was in trouble because Saul, who was the current king, chased David, pursued him, tried to take his life. And David had to run. He had to go into exile. And it was a horrible few years. And yet he had to wait till God removed 
King Saul off the throne before David could take his rightful place. And, and so his life was filled with trouble, constant threat of being assassinated and being hated and Saul and his band of people being after David. David had trouble in his life. And so David responds to some of the dilemmas of his life. And he says that he waited patiently for the Lord. Now, that's the first thing that he did. He waited patiently. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. Listen, I'm going to say this. Sometimes when we're going through difficulty, the most important thing is that we learn to wait on God, right? And, and in other words, you know what, we, what waiting on God constitutes? Kind of what David did. David, he, he cast himself and his whole situation completely on the Lord as the only possible way out. Now, could you imagine how much consolation that brought to David where he put his problem in God's hand and he put God at the top of the list saying, Lord, if you don't help me, there can be no help. And so that's what David did. He saw his situation as being something that only God can deliver him from and to help him with. And that's real dependence, you know, and we need to be very careful. We need to kind of take David's example. We need to go to God with the kind of confidence that, Lord, if you don't help me, then I'm just in trouble. Because you know what happens sometimes? We depend on our friends too much. Stop talking to your friends uh, uh, so much because what happens is that you'll find that, and let me, let me, let me stop for a second. I didn't say we, we, we don't have friends and acquaintances, but sometimes when we're going through the heat of trouble, we need to learn to go to God first. Sometimes we do the opposite. We talk to everybody. We, we get on social media. We put our business out on social media. We talk to everybody as though they understand what we're going through. No one knows like God. And David did that. He, he spread all of these cares on the Lord's wisdom and he believed that God was his only solution, his only way of help, his only way out. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that. Listen what else the psalmist said in Psalm 121 verses 1 to 5. I just want to read through these few verses. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence come my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved, but he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. There it is. See, his waiting consists, consisted of crying out to the Lord and waiting for God to make the next move. Now, that's what it means. Listen, so when we go through our difficulties, if we could train ourselves and discipline ourselves to wait on God, wait for God to make the next move, wait, you know, stretch out on him and stretch out on God as the only source of help that can guide us through our dilemma. That's what David did. And so as he sought God's face in prayer, you know, I want you to remember that prayer, you know, is the way is the means that God has ordained for working out his purposes in our lives. That that's why you and I ought to pray, because God uses that to give us wisdom and guidance and direction for our lives. And so the Bible also encourages us to says, be sober in First Peter 5 8, be vigilant, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, seeks whom he may devour. And so we got to be level-headed. We got to, we got to, we got to pull our intellect together and we got to say, listen, I, I'm, I'm panicking over this. I'm stressed out, but look, I've got to, you know, stretch out on God this time. I've got to lay this stuff in his hands. And that's what we got to do because he's the only way. And, and, and if we learn to wait on him, you're going to see, listen, that God will see you through. That is, listen, I'm sure we all can testify that this wasn't just a testimony of King David, but God has saw all of us through. Okay. And so let me read a few verses again out of Psalm 40 verse 2 
two and three. He said, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Man, now, um, listen, look at the outcome of what started happening in David's life. And then verse three, he says, he has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God, and many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. There's several things going on here. But I loved uh, the fact of what David said. David was assured that God will see him through. And he said, God lifted him up because he remember he stretched out on God as the only source of hope. And therefore he was able to testify. He brought me up and he brought me out, out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. And so, you know what? This is what he says in verse three. He has put a new song in my mouth and praise to our God. Let me stop here for just a second. Here, what, what, what we need to focus on is the second thing is that we need to give God our praise. This is beautiful because we find that in, in due time, God heard David's prayer. God delivered him from trouble. David's feet were lifted out of the miry clay out of a pit, out of the horrible, horrible situation. And God had established him and set him on a solid rock. So guess what happened? David began to give praise to God. And so praise is so important because praise is the natural response to the things that we go through, the things that God does in response to us. And so I want to encourage you to oftentimes, listen, Make sure that you give praise to God. You know why? Because God has lifted us up just like he did David. He's lifted us up from despair. He's lifted us up from confusion. God has lifted us up from depression. How many times has he lifted us out of life's pits when we just didn't even know uh, how we were going to make our way out of it? But yet God saw us through. And so I want to encourage you to offer praise to God because of his faithfulness. Offer praise to God for every moment of deliverance that God brings into your life. And so, you know what you ought to do? You ought to come out with a song of praise in your heart. It's so beautiful to wake up sometimes in the morning and God has laid a song in your heart. I've had this happen this week, you know, one of the great hymns of the faith. And and I had woke, I had awakened and, and as I was getting myself together, great is thy faithfulness came to my heart and I began to sing it and I said, wow, Lord, thank you for reminding me of your, of your past and your present faithfulness. And so let me say this, the Bible encourages us to praise God, to offer praise to him. Matter of fact, 1 Chronicles 16, 23 says, sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. The psalmist also said in Psalm 13, verse 16, I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. I like that. It's so simple and so straightforward that I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. Then the psalmist said in Psalm 149, verse 1, praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. You know what makes this so special is that we ought to find ourselves, you know, coming to church, to the house of worship, ready to give praise to God through the media of song. You know what I'm saying? That That's why the, the hymns of the faith are good. That's why songs of praise are good. That's why we ought to be willing to join into with the choir and with others as they sing praise to God, because God is worthy of our praise. And, and as David lifted up God in worship and praise, we too ought to lift him up in worship and praise because of the things that he has done in our lives. Okay. So that's the second roadmap that will lead us out of trouble is that we, first of all, remember we said that you got how to learn how to trust the Lord, how to wait on him, wait patiently for him like David did. And now we're talking about lifting up heart of praise unto the Lord in the time of trouble, giving him thanks 
giving God the praise for what he has done and will do in your life. Okay, listen, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back on the other side. I want to give you a couple more thoughts that will help us to see the roadmap out of trouble, a way out of trouble. And I believe, listen, that we all have been on the road of trouble, but there is a way out for you. All right, so we'll be back in just a minute after we take a short break here on the Primetime Power Show. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to resume with the segment, The Place of Decision, with Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton. All right, let's uh, pick up where we left off here. We're talking about a way out of trouble, and we're looking at King David and and the way that um, he portrayed himself, the way he portrays the scriptures, the way he, he sought God's wisdom, and the way he gave praise to God started to push him in God's direction. Here's the other thing that makes it important. You know, in the time of trouble, there's always something good that will come out of our situation that will cause others to look at what was going on. Now, let me explain what I mean. David talked about the idea. Matter of fact, let me read the scripture to you in verse number three. It says, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it right there and fear and will trust in right there. How you go through your difficulties is very important. Because others are looking at you. Others have their eye on you. You notice how it says many will see it. And so sometimes when we're going through trouble, people are looking at us. You know why? Because God wants us to be a beacon of hope for them. And they may even ask you, how come you don't allow this stuff to get frustrating to you like it does with us? We're all frustrated, you know, but you always seem to come to work and you 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 never complain. We never hear you murmuring. Why is it? And then you know what happens? We're able to share what God is doing in our lives. David knew that his deliverance was catch the attention of those around him. The others knew David was being pursued, but I want you to know that God made this so important that David was able to see what God is doing. And so I want you to know that David was able to encourage other people because of this. And he was able to share with the great assembly all of the things that God is doing. And so I want to encourage you with the same thing. I want you to be able to encourage others with what God is doing in your life. And so be encouraged and continue to tell others what God is doing. All right. And so David did this on a very important note. And and so, you know what, that's why I often share it's important when we come to church during time of testimony. It's really important that we take a moment to share with other people. You know, that this is not just, you know, an endless ritual, but it's something that really should be done with the spirit of encouraging other people and letting them see what God is doing. I had that unique experience on several occasions, you know, especially when I had a car accident. I got out of the vehicle and car was all totaled up. I was just so glad to be able to walk and be alive that, that, you know, God has been good. And I stood up and I just gave testimony to what God had done. I said, thank you that God has watched over me. And so that encouraged my heart. And I shared that. And I had one particular lady who used to come to me every time and say, 
God is good. You know why? She heard what I had to say. All right. So, so the final thing that I want to kind of share is, is it's very important that we need to have hopeful expectancy. See, when trouble comes in our life, <clears throat> we got to live in such a way that we got to have the expectation that God is going to see us through. Guess what we call this? We call it faith. And so here, in addition to David rejoicing, knowing of God's greatness, knowing that he would be able to share this with others. But the thing that made it so important in David's life was the fact that he knew that he could rely completely upon the Lord. You know, when you pray, is <clears throat> one thing about prayer. If you are praying and you don't have a sense of expectation from God, then, then you know what, then your faith, you're not exercising your faith because see, the Bible says, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the doors are going to be open. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the doors are going to be open. And so David came by faith with expectation that God would see him through. He didn't know when, he didn't know how, but he had that expectation in his heart. And so what, what happens when we have expectation in our heart? When we have expectation that God is going to do something, that God is going to keep his promise, guess what it does? It helps us to, to form a deep set of conviction in our own heart about the faithfulness of God. It'll cause you to be settled. It'll cause you to have a deep conviction that in your heart, you'll know with assurance, I know I can count on God. And that's why David was able to say in Psalm 27, 4 and 5. Listen what he said. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He was able to say that passage only because there was expectation in his heart. David had expectation that God would see him through, and as he sought the Lord's face, as he laid on him as the only hope in his day of trouble, he knew God would see him through. And so I want you to you know, to begin to stretch upon God, but have expectation. God expects you to do this. He wants us to come to him by faith with a deep hearted expectation. Guess why I know that? Because the Bible says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And so, and it, and it says, and it does not respect proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. But the first part of verse four, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, right? That happens when we have grown into a deep settled expectation about the faithfulness of God. And so in closing, let me say this, David had conviction and his conviction caused him to have a firm truth about God. And this is important. That's really all conviction is. It's what you believe about something. And all of us at some point, listen, you've got to get to the place where the Bible is not just a book, but it is a, it, it is your firm conviction of, about everything you need for the Christian faith and God. It's so important that we get to that place because see, David's experience with God caused him to know with assurance that anybody who puts their trust in the Lord will be blessed. And so that was the thing that caused David to be victorious in his life. That's how come he was able to find his way out of trouble. Because at the end of all of this, he knew what he believed about God. He knew who he trusted in and his trust was in the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to follow this path that David set for us. Follow, follow his example as as we as we read as you read again Psalm verse uh, chapter forty verse one through four and I'll give you these quick points again just in case I went over it kind of fast but just remember wait patiently he came about to wait patiently for the Lord remember that he responded to a dilemma by waiting patiently on the Lord the other thing he did he offered praise to God right it's important that we lift up God that we give him praise because of what he is going to do what he has done give him praise 
praise, offer it to God as an act of your worship. Be a witness to others as things are happening in your life. God is going to use that as a beacon to some, for somebody else to see. And so that is another way to, to boast of God's goodness and to be able to witness to others. And then remember I said, finally, he had some expectation in his life. You gotta, you gotta, gotta have some expectation. And that's another word for faith. You gotta have faithful expectation in your life. You gotta know that God, you gotta expect that God will see you through. And when you do that, it's going to help you to have a deep, settled conviction. It'll begin to build in your heart and you'll know with experience and you'll know with assurance that God is able. All right. Got to kind of end it here. And so listen, I hope that you were encouraged with this uh, excerpt of scripture from Psalm 41 to four. I know I started in the beginning pushing you in one direction, but that's not where I needed to go tonight. But we landed in Psalm 41 to four. And I just wanted to just reaffirm a way out of trouble. All right. I'm turn it over now to our engineer, Reverend May. May God bless you and may you continue to look to him in the as he shows you the way out of trouble. Thank you so much, Pastor Penn. Great word. Definitely something we all need. So what we're going to do at this time, we'll take a break on the Primetime Power Show. When we come back on the other side, we'll share our closing remarks. The Primetime Power Show can be heard on many different platforms via podcasts such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many platforms that support the podcast feature. Just search for Primetime Power Show. Add us as a favorite, and you'll receive a notification each and every time that the Primetime Power Show adds new content via podcast. So check out the Primetime Power Show via podcast today. A public service information message from Tabor Services Incorporated. Myths on becoming a resource parent, also known as a foster parent. I get paid to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not get paid to be a resource parent in the state of Pennsylvania. However, the child in your home receives a per diem check to ensure that all needs are met. I have to be married to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to be married. However, if you reside with a paramour in the home, they must complete the certification process with you. I have to own my own home to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to own a home to be a resource parent. However, you do have to be head of household with legal proof of residency. To learn more about Tabor Services Incorporated, you can call their Philadelphia PA office at 215-842-4800. That's 215-842-4800. You can also visit their website at tabor.org. Primetime Power Radio offers talk, inspirational music, and more. Are you looking for a platform to share your content? Consider Primetime Power Radio as an option for radio shows and recorded media to share, such as podcasts and more. Primetime Power Radio has slots available to choose from to secure the best day and time and offers you an extended audience to give you the exposure and avenue to be heard. Primetime Power Radio is available on many platforms such as TuneIn, RadioLine, RadioDeck, and Deezer apps. Just simply search for Primetime Power Radio and we're ready to be listened to. The radio station also streams on Primetime Power PowerRadio.com. Advertising options are also available that you can take advantage of. Learn more about Primetime Power Radio at PrimetimePowerRadio.com or email your inquiry to info at PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Primetime Power Radio, radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. Are you
you're looking for a way to gain exposure and ignite your brand while supporting programming that aims to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform, the Primetime Power Show offers advertising opportunities that range from audio commercials, web banner ads, show mentions, social media promotion, and much more. To learn more about the advertising offerings, go to PrimetimePowerShow.com and click the advertise link to access the page with all the details. You can also send your inquiry to advertise at PrimetimePowerShow.com as well. We even offer custom packages that can work for you. Consider teaming up with the Primetime Power Show by advertising today. Is it time for you to bring in technical support to assist in what you're trying to accomplish? Are you in the need of professional services that support web, computer, and business services? MigWorks since 2000 has offered a variety of help and assistance that can partner with you to bring what you possess to full form. Need a professional website with ongoing maintenance support? Yes, we can do that. Do you have a business that needs proper branding and exposure on social media? Do you have related issues dealing with computers and technology in general? Find a true solution to all your issues and let the MigWorks team become the service provider of choice to assist in your IT and business related needs. Learn more about MeWorks by visiting our website, MeWorks.com, or give us a call at 484-466-5460. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. MeWorks, working for your success. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. I want to thank you for being a part of the broadcast tonight. Show 380. I want to remind you next Thursday night, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Primetime Power Radio. We want to extend the invitation. Join us for show 381. If you're marking it on your calendar, that's May 19th, 2022. Once again, we want to extend the invitation. Join us for show 381 of the Primetime Power Show, which will be featured right here live on Primetime Power Radio. I want to give thanks to our supporter tonight, Tabor Services Incorporated. You offer support services that assist children and families, parent for parenthood, engaging in the community, and assist individuals who are interested in being a resource foster parent. To get all the details, you can go to their website, tabor.org. Once again, if you want more information in regards to their services, go to tabor.org. Also, if you want to call their Philadelphia office, they have a contact as well, 215-842-4800. Once again, the number is 215-842-4800. Reach out to TCS recruiter Sharon Williams. Williams and Dana Wallace, and they will be happy to assist you. Also, want to let you know, Primetime Power Show have advertising opportunities available right here. For more details, you can simply go to our website, primetimepowershow.com, click the advertise link, and you'll see all the offerings that we have. We got a great special going on your audio commercial for only $75 for four straight weeks of your commercial plan right here on the Primetime Power Show. Eight total plays, two plays each show. Also, show mentions in regards to your business or organization. So, check out primetimepowershow.com, click the advertise link, and learn about that great special and more packages that we offer via advertising we appreciate your consideration and support podcast primetime power show content is available on a lot of different platforms such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, stitcher tune in and the many platforms that support the podcast feature all you have to do is search for primetime power show once you see our show pops up add us as a favorite that will allow you to be notified on your device each and every time that we upload new content for you to listen to once again if you're interested in listening to our previous 
latest content via podcast, simply search for Primetime Power Show. You can also go to primetimepowershow.com, click the podcast link, and you'll see our offerings as well in regards to our previous shows, interviews, and more. Thank you very much for listening. PSAs, if you have a community-based program, you would like to relate to our audience. The way you can submit it to us is by email, PSA at primetimepowershow, all we ask is .com. All we ask is that you submit it by next Tuesday. That will give us the opportunity to review the content, to approve it, also get into the rotation. Once again, if you have a community-based event or program you would like to share with our audience, email us at PSA at primetimepowershow.com. Also want to encourage our listeners to check out our official show website, primetimepowershow.com. There you can check out our social media pages. Just click the badges on the homepage, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. That'll give you access to our social media presence as well. Also, you can listen to Primetime Power Radio 24-7, 365. Learn about upcoming shows, podcasts, as I mentioned. Also about our radio personalities and all the news and happenings. Great place to learn more and get details in relation to the Primetime Power Show. So check out PrimetimePowerShow.com. Speaking of social media, add, like, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please send us a, a message and we would love to hear from you, interact with you. You can do it under a post or, or any section that we share. Also, you can send us a private comment. We promise that we will return and give you feedback and a response as well. But if you want to send us an email, you can email us at feedback at PrimetimePowerShow.com. Always looking forward to hearing your opinions, ideas, suggestions. We'll consider all those things and we want to thank you for participating in that area in advance. So hey, that's going to do it for us tonight. Once again, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm Derek May, along with Tiffany Joyner and Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton. And you've been listening to the Primetime Power Show, streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com and PrimetimePowerRadio.com and featured on the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Deezer apps. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. Remember to lock us in, add us as your station to be able to access this each and every week. And this is going to do it for us. Once again, we thank you so much for listening to the Primetime Power Show live on Primetime Power Radio. Have a great night. Have a great week. And we'll be talking to you soon. Woo! <laughs>